In the fall each year we all congregate The bound all gathered at the church of Pilgrim The scriptures reading from the book of Monson Our favorite verse, my God, a precious Drunk and obnoxious, what Georgia faith Ain't nothing finer in the land Now the 3,000 of our best friends It's Saturday in that thing podcast. I'm your host, Seth Saunders. It is a massive week. It is championship week. And not only are conference titles on the line, but also college football playoff berths. And for a week of such magnitude, we could not think of a better guest to have on to help us preview it than ESPN's Laura Rutledge. Laura, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. And you are right. It is an enormous week. I can't think of a championship well i guess there have been a few but every year it feels like this where this one might be the most important when it comes to the college football playoff especially in the sec so i'm really excited to see what happens yeah i feel like ripe with storylines and in a lot of ways a lot of uncertainty whether it be florida state's quarterback situation going into the acc title game and their perfect season on the line um, whether it be can texas do it and win the big 12 and kind of put themselves back in the conversation so much drama, obviously, in the Pac-12 with that monster matchup after the awesome game that they had in the regular season. And then, look, I mean, you got the two titans of the sport now, Alabama, Georgia, facing off at the Benz in Atlanta. I'll tell you this. This is week 1B for me amongst my favorites. 1A will always be cocktail party week. I just uh, I love Georgia, <laughs> Florida in Jacksonville, neutral field. It's just outstanding. But and I feel like you can speak to this better than I can because you've, you've experienced more of them in person. But don't you feel like there's just a certain gravitas to SEC Championship game week in Atlanta? I do. Um, it feels like sometimes, and, and at times it has been the national championship, right? Or at least the college mm -hmm. football playoff semifinal game. But it, it feels like a national championship. And um, I've been in a lot of these, at a lot of these big games. I, I've covered the entire entirety of the college football playoff for all these years. And there is just something about that sec championship that feels different. And I, I, this is no slight to any other team that's been in the championship because every single year it's been special, but there is something about it being Alabama and Georgia that makes it that much more special. Um, it, it's one of those games that I, I just think people don't forget. There's a lot of bragging rights and, and also a lot of respect on both sides. It's like both teams know that the other program is really good, um, which I think matters too. I'm interested to get your take on this because I know you have been around both programs, been exposed to both programs. What are the ways that Nick Saban's Alabama and Kirby Smart's Georgia are similar? And then conversely, in what ways are their programs divergent? Yeah, I think the way that they're similar is the fact that they're both just so disciplined. It's so hard to get them making mistakes. And I, I would say that applies even more to Georgia at this point than it does to Alabama, honestly, because of what Kirby's built over these last three years. So I, I think that that's kind of they're they're in the model of each other in that way of just just how disciplined, how solid they are throughout, um, even in years when people call a down year you just don't find these teams tripping up that often um, and then the ways that they're different is I think more along the lines of style of play you know we've seen 
Kirby kind of lean into this, we're going to be a really, really strong team at the line of scrimmage. And, and that's especially true, you know, even in years prior to this year, although this Georgia team is right there with the others, you know, when it comes to some of the numbers, even if, if you look at it that way, some people are like, oh, this Georgia team isn't as dominant. And I'm like, ah, they actually kind of are. So, um, <laughs> and I would actually say that Carson Beck has, been flying under the radar somehow with his quarterback play that's just unbelievable to me so it's not that Georgia can't be this high-flying offense but they just choose a different approach and then for Alabama I think they're a lot of times still trying to find offensive identity every single year there's a lot of turnover there which is just part of the Alabama thing and so um, that's where there's some differences because every year it feels like they do have to sort of recreate themselves and reinvent themselves and it's why I think we see these Alabama teams that become a lot better toward the end of the season than they are at the beginning. I have been extremely compelled by this year's Alabama team for a number of reasons, mainly because one, in a lot of ways, I felt like this was the first real year that people were doubting them and expecting somebody else to go to the dance instead of them. But mm -hmm. then also just watching Jalen Milrow evolve over the course of the season. Yeah. And I thought the Texas game, to be honest with you, you could see it, right? Like you could see what he could be just so dynamic. And so if you're an opposing defense, so scary to defend. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been fascinating to watch him grow into the type of player that he can be. And I know Kirby spoke this week and said, look, man, this kid's like a bigger Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah. what, a, what, a, what a compliment for, for Jalen Milrow. So I'm really compelled to see that matchup because I think the things they're capable of doing is what Georgia's defense has struggled with and not having pop play and having, yeah. you know, true freshmen playing an inside linebacker. I, I just, how do you see that going? Do you think those are areas that, that Alabama can and will exploit on Saturday? Well, look, I never doubt Kirby Smart's defensive mind. So he's going to have a lot of things cooked up to try to confuse Milrow. I think I think that's one of the biggest things is trying to confuse him with different defensive looks and things that are almost disguises for him where he thinks it's something and then it's actually something else. Um, but I, just back to your original point about Jalen Milrow, I agree. I mean, it's been fun to watch him grow. You feel for the Alabama quarterback every year because it's just always a thing. And there's been so many greats that have come before him. And I think he was almost in his head trying to chase what Bryce Young had done and what Jalen Hurts and Tua Tungabailoa and Mac Jones. I mean, the list just goes on and on. And um, the skill level is exceptional and we've seen him I think evolve into a better mental space to where he could really utilize that skill set it's been fun I mean I love seeing him smile you know I, I just root for these guys and so to see him having fun I think is really special um, I do think when it comes to an x factor in this game Milrow's legs and athleticism will be one you know it's something that uh, no defense wants to try to deal with and when they've mm -hmm. utilized that well whether it's even just him scrambling and getting creative or even design quarterback runs, I think their offense clicks at a much better pace. So um, I would look for some of that. And you know Kirby is going to be ready for that. He's going to be looking for every single sign of that, um, that they're going to know it's coming. And then it's just a matter of do they execute and, and stop. And, and you wish you had pop out there if you're Georgia because I just think they're – I think that's where veteran – presence really makes a difference because they mm -hmm. can just spy and they can see some things that maybe some of the younger guys can't. So you, there will be a lot of coaching on the sideline, I would imagine, too, with just what they're seeing from the defensive perspective.
Well, speaking of X factors, obviously Brock Bauer's health will be of massive importance when it comes to game time on Saturday. We have joked on this show that his high school alma mater was Xavier's school for gifted youngsters because he is such a mutant uh, to even be be back and healed uh, to play in the two important conference games. But just from your experience watching the sport, from being involved at the recruiting level early in your career, how special is he and how, and it feels weird to say this, but how undersold is he on the national level from an importance perspective? I mean, golly, you wish he had stayed healthy the entire season because Hattie, I think we would be looking at a guy that might even be in the Heisman conversation. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, you could argue that when he's healthy and, and I think we'll see a lot of this down the stretch for Georgia through this playoff run. Um, Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> you could argue <laughs> that he he is somebody that just really is the best player on the field and 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 mm -hmm. elevates his team to that level. And I just think it's the versatility. I mean, not only is he a guy that no matter what you're throwing at him, he's going to catch it. He's going to create separation. He's going to have yards after the catch. But he can block with the best of them, too. I mean, he's like a dream when it comes to um, just an offensive weapon. I, I hate to even just call him a tight end because I, I do think he's even more than that. And I think the other thing that might not be as well known about Brock Bowers that I've been so impressed with is just the work ethic. And and I think we've seen that in the comeback from the injury. I mean, a lot of a lot of guys have been like, I mean, honestly, people might have hung it up. You know, that's not who he yeah. is. He might have said, you know what, yeah. I'm going to get ready for the NFL. I've got great draft prospects, which he does. Uh, the NFL doesn't care if you play or not. They'd probably rather him not play. But he said, no, 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 I'm going to I'm going to go the, into overdrive here and make sure I can be with my team. I, I think that that speaks a lot about who he is as a person. So um, I think they've been and I don't know this. I'm just guessing. But I think they've been a little conservative with him in his mm -hmm. return, which makes sense. And what I'm hoping is, especially in this game on Saturday, I, th I think we'll see him unleashed. And, and that just makes for a much more competitive game and um, so much fun. But to me, yes, he is so crucial to them down this stretch. And, and he is almost, if, if you look across the entirety of college football, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. and then Brock Bowers as two that I would say are like these indefensible players like you can't figure out how to defend them they will always beat you they're a matchup nightmare for anybody well a lot of games on tap this weekend a lot of I think interesting games given the storylines this year mm -hmm. we had you on before the season started and kind of talked about the things we thought may happen and the things that have surprised us and I think we will see some of that in these matchups this week um, I want to want you to pick some games for us pick some winners Woo! for us and the first one is going to be Friday night New Mexico State headed to Lynchburg to play Liberty in the Conference USA title game. Jamie Chadwell has the Flames, I mean, playing outside their minds this year after uh, after leaving Coastal. What are your thoughts on that game and, and what Jamie Chadwell has done with them this season? Yeah, they've been a lot of fun to watch, and I'm I'm going with Liberty for that reason. I just feel like the way they've played this season, um, at, you know, the the way that they have shown – what good coaching does, I think, and that's a credit to Coach Chadwell. I think he's done a really good job. I just think they cap it off with a big win in this one, and um, I'm, go I'm going with Liberty for that one. Don't you think, too, if you were an AD at one of these schools who is looking to fill a head coaching vacancy and kickstart your program, that maybe one of your first phone calls should be to a Lynchburg area coach? <laughs> I would. I mean, golly, he's uh, he is one, too. You can just tell that players want to play for him, which mm -hmm. in this day and age with NIL and, and kind of what it's all become – 
that's kind of what you need. <laughs> you yeah. know, you, you yeah. obviously you need a, you need the money, I guess, to, to get the players there. But, um, you know, just to have somebody who players want to be around and, and play for, I bet he will get a power five job at some point here relatively soon. Well, the first of two games on tap in Vegas this weekend. If y'all are free this weekend and have uh, the flexibility to, to take a trip, you might want to look into plane flights to Sin City because two awesome games on tap at Allegiant Stadium. The first one being the Pac-12 title game, a rematch of an absolutely electric matchup in the regular season between Oregon and Washington Two really exciting quarterbacks. Two, it seems to me as an outsider, fantastic kids. I am beyond fired up to watch this game on Friday night. How do you feel about this one, Laura, between the Ducks and the Huskies? You know, it was funny because we were obviously at the Iron Bowl this past week. And, you know, so many times you just look around and you say, how under the sun did they let Bo Nix leave Auburn? And I, I'm sure mm -hmm. Auburn fans are like sick of hearing that. But I think it's more about the the – progress and the determination out of him he's a great story in college football and somebody who has benefited from being able to transfer and get a fresh opportunity and um you know great coaching so I'm gonna go with Oregon I think Oregon wins this one uh, I think it's gonna be another great back and forth just kind of like what we saw in the regular season to your point and I, I've really enjoyed watching Michael Penix Jr. in this uh Washington team as well I just think Oregon's a little bit more of a complete team and they're gonna be an interesting team I mean if they win this game they'll be in the college football playoff I'm really interested to see kind of how they match up. I think they'll match up a little bit better physically than maybe Washington would if we talk about a Pac-12 representative. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping they take care of business so we can see um, Bo Nix in the playoff. Yeah, I got to tell you, if I was a Oregon Ducks supporter, I would feel outstanding about the uh, path that is being charted for my program under Dan yes. Lanning. I mean, they are <laughs> they are going to be a problem with Coach I know. Lanning. And people were like, oh, does Dan Lanning, you know, does A&M want Dan Lanning? And I'm sure they did, but good on Dan Lanning. He's like, no, I'm building something here. I'm going to stay at Oregon. And um, yeah, that, he's, a, he's a rock star coach. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they do in the future, too. Well, a, another former SEC assistant with a monster game on Saturday, Big 12 title game in Arlington at AT&T Stadium, Oklahoma State, the Pokes facing off against Hook'em, Steve Sarkeesian, Ken Ewers and the, boy, Quinn Ewers and the boys, uh, big game. And Oklahoma State has been, in some ways, an enigma this year, really interesting yeah. team. And then Texas is, shall we say it, almost all the way back. <laughs> How almost. do you feel about this one? <laughs> You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. <laughs> oh, man, I know. I, uh, if, if Oklahoma State was like maybe a stronger opponent, you would say if they win this game, they're back. Um, no, if they, win, if they win in the playoff, maybe they're back. But if you're an SEC 
team, as in a Georgia or an Alabama fan, you might root for Oklahoma State in this one because Mm -hmm. it would make things a little bit simpler if something crazy happens in that SEC championship game. But anyway, that aside, I think Texas wins. Um, I'd like to be crazy and pick like a really fun upset here and say that Oklahoma State shocks the world. That'd be cool if it happened. Uh, That's my SEC bias showing. But I I really do think that what Texas has done, what Sark's done this year with them, has been impressive. Now, they haven't been the team that we saw week two that beat Alabama. Um, Mm -hmm. I think they've you've seen them come down to earth a little bit. And so for me, you know, it's another chance for them to kind of finish strong and show that maybe they're like somewhere in the middle between those two uh, versions of their team. Alabama's gotten a lot better, too. But this is kind of a chance for all the people that are like, oh, Texas isn't as good as we thought they were and all that. You know, all right, well, if they win the Big 12 championship, they're in the playoff. And then they've got a chance to match up with one of these top four teams and and really prove something. Okay, next one on the docket, MAC championship at Ford Field. Another rematch of a regular season game that was fantastic. Miami of Ohio going to play Toledo. Toledo's offense, if, if, Y'all are listening to this, and you have not watched them play this year. Tune in. Toledo is an exciting yes. group. Who do you like in this one, Mark? I like Toledo, and you you uh, you spoke the words I was thinking. Like they have been so much fun to watch. It's it's mm-hmm. to me. I guess you know I do like defense. It's not that I I rip against defense, but I I think these fun offenses are just a blast. And what they've done um, so far this season, I I think they have a chance to really kind of put on a nice show. This was a, a back and forth matchup earlier in the season, but I actually think Toledo might um, end up winning by a whole lot more than than some people expect and then maybe Vegas tells us. So I'm going with Toledo and I'm locking it in. <laughs> yeah, I love that pick. I love that pick. Well, look, speaking of exciting offenses, there is certainly one in the Mountain West title game, another game at Allegiant Stadium, this one on Saturday. Boise State going to play one of the surprises of college football this year, the running Rebs, the UNLV. Uh, Barry Odom has reinvigorated that program in another bite at the head coach and Apple for him and Brennan Marion and that go-go offense are super fun to watch. Even heard his name floated with Notre Dame this week, although Marcus Freeman shot that down really quick, but still yeah. <laughs> love the concepts they use, love what they've been doing there. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm actually going to go with Barry Odom in this one in UNLV. Uh, I, I really have enjoyed seeing him kind of, refurbish his coaching career as a head coach and um I think I think this is going to be a really fun game I do think ultimately you know we're, we're going to see UNLV get the win I, I I wanted to it's it's funny like there's so many different ways you can look at this one so I'm, I'm a little bit torn but I, I'm still I'm going to stick with what I originally thought I'm going to go with my gut I'm going to go with UNLV I wanted to switch to BYU but I'm not going to do it I'm going to I'm going to stick with UNLV and we're going to stay there I think it's such a commentary. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I love that pick. We we have been on UNLV all year, so we are very much. They're great. Yeah, I um I find Boise State so interesting because I think it speaks to the standard they have for their program. That yeah, a conference championship appearance not good enough because the standard not being met. They are obviously looking for a new head coach as well. Um, yeah, what so Mountain done some games there. Um, they take that program very, very seriously. Mm-hmm. And as they should. It's a it's a great storied program. It's kind of like iconic in college football. So mm-hmm. um, hey, for them, I guess you hope they do pull out a win, but I'm gonna I'm I'm picking against them. Yeah, I like it. Well, we like the run reps too, so we're good on that. All right, this is another one we love. 
SMU and Tulane playing in the American Athletic title game in Nolens. Uh, Tulane has had another outstanding year, got into the title game with a essentially a semifinal game last week against UTSA. SMU is super interesting to me. They just re-upped Rhett Ashley. They are going to make yep. their entrance into the ACC. I thought the way they made that entrance saying, hey, we don't even need the media rights. We're going to make it work. Uh, SMU is one of these kind of, I think, like bubbling volcanoes in a lot of ways. And college football needs to watch out for what that program can become. But how do you feel about this one on Saturday? Yeah, this was a tough pick for me because I'm like you. I, I enjoy what SMU's done. I kind of like how they're just like, ah, whatever. Like, no matter what happens, we're going to roll with it. We're going to be good to go. And they've proven that time and time again. But I've enjoyed Tulane this all se- this whole, whole season. And even going back to their game against Ole Miss a little bit earlier in the season where they had the sold-out crowd and it was a um, top 25 matchup and all that, I just – I just want them, maybe it's like a sentimental pick, but I want them to win this game. So I, I'm going with the green wave for this one. Yeah, I think I think Tulane's a fantastic pick. Great quarterback, great coach, and home field advantage, which never hurts yeah. in a game like this. If they so. had had, a, if they had had um, you know, if they weren't dealing with quarterback injuries against Ole Miss, you wonder mm-hmm. what could have happened. I mean, Ole Miss kind of broke away later in that game. But anyway, so yeah, good good way to finish the season if they get this win. All right, the Fun Belt Championship getting played in Troy, Alabama on Saturday. App State heading to Troy. I do want to put a small asterisk like uh, beside this for my boy who is a JMU alum uh, that the Dukes ha- had to exit the chat. But it looks like they're going to get to go bowling, which is which is good. Uh, the, the bowl gods have looked down on them uh, and, and smiled. So that's a good thing. But how do you feel about the, the Sun Belt, the winner on Saturday? Uh, I'm going to go with Troy. I just think it's, you know, it's, you got the hometown advantage a little bit and I like them in a lot of ways. They're sorry about Jack apparently agrees about Troy. He's, uh, he's talking over there. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with Troy and, and it is the fun belt, by the way. Um, I don't want to hear any other way to look at it. So yeah, I, that, that one's going to be fun. What time's that game again? That is a 4 p.m. kick, so competing with the big one. Competing with the big Hey, listen, you know what? You Two-screen, three-screen experience, right. watch both at the same time. That's right. <laughs> that's absolutely right. That's what, that's what College Football Saturdays were made for. Well, I love it. Look, I, I think this is more one where everyone's expectation is that it is, a, a, in some ways, a foregone conclusion. But we will see. Michigan facing off against Iowa in the Big 12 title game at Lucas Oil Stadium, a stadium I will always be partial to since that is where the dogs lifted the hardware against Alabama a couple right. of years back. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about this one? I mean, I know Iowa's offense has been you know, talked about and joked about. Michigan obviously coming off a massive win over Ohio State last weekend in the game. How do you feel about this one? I'm going to go with Michigan. I it, I do want chaos, and it would be a whole lot of fun if Iowa would just win this thing. I was talking to uh, one of my friends who's an Alabama fan earlier, and they're like, well, you know, what if Alabama, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, here's what you need to root for. Root for Iowa or, like, Oklahoma yeah. State or one of these things. So we'll see. Um, 
I don't think there's any way Iowa wins this game. I can't, I hope I'm wrong. Like that would be a whole lot of fun if they just came in and, and won. And um, I think Michigan's like 22 and a half point favorite in this one, but whatever, you know, Alabama almost lost to Auburn. So um, you never know what can happen. And let's just, um, I'll do the safe pick, but uh, you guys just know that deep down, I'm hoping for some craziness. Well, speaking of the iron bowl, your oldest was almost looking like Reese Radamus with her pick. <laughs> I cannot believe that. I, we were like, Reese, I'm like, Reese, are you sure you want to do that? Like, after she did it, I was like, we could change it, girl, if you want. Like, maybe you got a little stage fright. And she's like, no, War Eagle, you know. And then she's the only person that I know of that picked Auburn. And literally, if not for for whatever reason, Auburn deciding to just only rush two uh, um, at the yeah. end of the game – she would have been right. So um, it was this close and, and it didn't happen and that's okay. Uh, but I, I don't know. I said, girl, I don't know what you know that everybody else doesn't, but good for her, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, this game, I think, has a lot more drama than it would have had two weeks ago. I still think it would have been a fun ball game, but boy, this game is ripe with yeah. expectation and with what is going to happen. Louisville facing off against Florida State at the bank in Charlotte. ACC title game, Florida State obviously without Jordan Travis, Louisville coming off a tough loss to Kentucky. Where, where are you sitting on this one? All right, I've been so boring on my picks. I think I've probably picked the favorite every single time. So this is where I'm going to go rogue, and I'm picking Louisville. Um, and some of it, you know, there are going to be some haters that say it's because I went to Florida and I can't pick FSU. Um, the reality is that might be true, but – I actually really think that Florida State, and credit to them for playing well without Jordan Travis, because honestly they have. And, and, you know, to go into Gainesville, hostile environment, without your starting quarterback, and and still end up getting a win in that game um, after trailing at times, all that, credit to them. I think the magic runs out this week, and I think it's going to make the committee's life a lot easier because I think the committee, if, if Florida state wins, I I don't know how you don't put them in and they are going to wrestle with making that decision because I don't know that you can still look at Florida state and say they're one of the four best teams. They might be one of the five best teams, but you know, without their starting quarterback who had had an exceptional season, um, they're just a different team. So anyway, upset city Louisville picking them. Yeah, I think you in the committee room are, are really on the Cardinals bandwagon this weekend. Because <laughs> to your point, that would that would make their job so much easier. Yeah. I, I find I find an undefeated FSU team without Jordan Travis such a fly in the ointment, right? Because it's hard. Yeah, it's it's really really hard. So I, I do not envy their position uh, if Florida State pulls it out on Saturday night. Well, look, this is this is the one we're here for, right? You're going to be in Atlanta with SEC Nation, monster matchup. Uh, I think, what is this, the fourth time now they will have met in the SEC title game. The others have not gone well for the dogs. Uh, How do you see things going uh, when Georgia and Alabama face off at 4 p.m. on Saturday evening? I think Georgia's going to win. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think Georgia will win and there will be people that still say, well, Alabama might be one of the four best teams because of how close I think they'll play Georgia. I think Georgia's the better team. Alabama has become a much better version of themselves throughout this season. And like I said, it could be anybody's game toward the end because I really do expect it to be close in the fourth quarter. I I don't think, and this could be, I mean, this is, this is kind of what's nuts about it. 
if Georgia wins, this could be the toughest game they have. Like the the playoff may not be that hard for them in comparison to what what a Nick Saban Alabama team in Atlanta might be. I mean, it just seems like Saban always has them playing really well. One thing that probably doesn't work as well in Georgia's favor, and this is all, you know, however you look at it, right? But I do think Alabama struggling against Auburn, which Georgia can relate to a little bit, not quite as much as Alabama did, um, probably gets them a little bit more motivated this week, which is not great. Not that they needed extra motivation, but still, I just think – somehow Kirby smart Georgia finds a way to pull this out and it, it it should be a fantastic game. I'm so excited about it. And then, you know, assuming this happens this way, um, Georgia's in the playoff, they should be the number one team. And it'd be really interesting to see who they would match up with at that four spot. That's where, you know, could be anything between FSU, Texas, um, who knows? I mean, the, the list goes on and on. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. And and I'm excited, too, because I will get to breaking news. Boom, boom, boom. Um, I will get to <laughs> be with Georgia through their playoff run. So I, I was their reporter last year all the way through um, the national championship win. And, and that would be the case again this year. So uh, we'll see what they can do on Saturday. Well, now they have to win, Laura. They don't have any choice. So I know. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, boys. Make it happen. Make it happen. So, Laura, you want to play off run with y'all. We need that to happen. Well, well, look, Laura, thank you for coming on and talking about Championship Week with us. We always love getting your insight. You have such a unique perspective. And before you go, please tell our listeners how they can support you. Yeah, um, just, you know, watch SEC Nation. we got a whole kind of fun plans for you guys. We'll do Nation um, at in at 1 p.m. on Saturday, and then we'll be with you for the post game as well, which will have winning team, um, coach, players, all that jazz. And Friday is going to be a whole lot of fun, too. Fine Bomb will be there, so we'll all be on the Fine Bomb show. So there's just – it's going to be a whole really fun weekend, and I just think we're all going to – really celebrate this and enjoy it. So, um, yeah, tune in SEC network. Y'all set up in your normal spot in the Congress center. We are, we are, we'll be in the fan fest and then we go inside the stadium. Like once the teams are on the field and everything. All right, guys. Well, look, if y'all aren't tuning in, I don't know what's wrong with you anyways. It's the, it's the best pregame show to get you tuned up for the SEC (laughs) title game on Saturday. Everybody tune in and thank you once again. We always love having you, Laura. Thanks, Seth. We'll talk soon. Okay, sounds good. Hey, George is better now. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.